0: Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.
1: Hey.
2: Oh, it's, that was good, Jenny. I'm, yeah, I'm you're laughing. That's a good start. Well,
1: I just said to Mike, it, the hardest part is knowing how to open the show. And he said, no, it's not. Just say, hey. So there you go. So, hey, everybody. I liked it. Good. So I'm here today in the studio, as always, with producer Mike Clark. And I'm also joined by my sister. And a lot of people don't know that my older sister, Dr. Robin Jean Brooke, is famous. What? You have a famous older sister? I do. I do. So famous, in fact, that she and I have decided for many, many years now that we are just really sisters because she is also a chiropractor and has done amazing things outside of chiropractic. So, as my sister, I'm here to celebrate Dr. Robin.
2: How's she not been on our show? It's weird. I know. How,
1: we've talked about it <laughs> we for have years. Talked about it. I think it's because she's so busy. <laughs> well, and just, just as listeners, just to give you a background here, um, Dr. Brooke. We'll call her Dr. Robin to not confuse her with me. She is the president and founder of the Personal Responsibility Organization. So a lot of people in southern New Hampshire, northern Massachusetts, Vermont, Maine, they have heard of her uh, well-known identity workshops. So how long have you been doing identity, Robin?
3: 15 years.
1: Oh, wow. So it's been a long time. Yes. And just looking at your bio, basically the identity workshops have had become such a... Um, powerful entity in your life, you decided to make this educational experience something that could be affordable to anyone. So you created an educational teaching nonprofit. Correct. You created a 501c3. Correct. Correct. And so she's the president and founder of of pro is what we call it, right? And really her life's work is how would you describe what identity and what pro
3: is, Robin? Pro is all about owning who you are. So what's important is you face your life and you're looking at your talents and abilities and you're trying to figure out how you can share you because ultimately you want to have relationships with your families and your friends and your co-workers and you want to be able to take and bring that to the community and be a part of the community and so if you can really own that from the inside out then you have that in your following, and then you'll be on a purpose in your life that you feel like you will always shine and be able to give full out who you are.
1: And I know this message has been really powerful for you to give to children and teens.
3: Correct, so that really helped us turn it into a nonprofit because it's, schools welcome nonprofits. So now we do, um, we work with um, young kids, which is so great because they just take this stuff and go. We give them these simple empowering tools to help them with worry and stress and courage and cooperation so they can face their parents and their peers and their teachers and their coaches and share who they are. They'll cooperate in the process.
1: I think that's so powerful because as a parent, I think it's really hard sometimes to empower your kids as a Parent. I mean, obviously, that's your your job is to raise them, to give them the tools. But there's something about a mentor outside of the family who tells a kid that they yeah, believe they'll in them. They listen. Yeah. And I know you've gone into schools. You've done big sessions in schools. You've done private sessions. Um, my both of my kids have gone through the kids and the teen identity programs, and they've helped with the programs, and it's been it's been pretty incredible. These kids are so
3: confident in who they are. Right, and that's, you know, so as a, if you can get to the child, because a child, once they're understanding who they are and willing to be who they are, then as they go through the teen aspect, which is, as we all know, we've had teens, that's tricky. It is. You know, they're waking up their hormones and they're looking at themselves and they're like, who am I? Who do I want to be? And it takes time to figure that
2: out. Tricky is an understatement. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which And honestly, you have a lot of adults in the program because a lot of us didn't figure it out as kids and, or as teens. And as adults, we're still trying to figure it out. So that's powerful.
3: Yeah, so the adults, it's fun because we get them usually in transition. Either they're ending their stage of motherhood and they're like, well, I am i don't have my mom had any, anymore. My kids are out of the house. Who am I? Because you get lost in being a mom. Or it could be someone who is realizing the career they have they either have outgrown it, outlived it, and need to transfer to something else. But they're like, it's the transition to going towards something else is scary. That unknown of, well, can I really do this? Because you get so comfortable with the familiar. Yes. Even though it, it's not helpful, it's hurtful, it's hard, you're, you know how to do it. So we give them those tools to go through that transition. So we have a 10-week adult program, and we also do coaching to help people with the transitional
2: part. Change is scary. Yeah, and really I've right.
1: I've heard a lot of adults who've gone through this program then speak at different events about their experience, and it is powerful. And what what brought me um, just to make this happen today was um, Mike Robin does this this um, program called On One Wednesday, so it's on Identity's Facebook page, and she starts off every program with blowing bubbles, and it's just to you know lighten the mood, bring out the the kid inside. and, yeah. and you started this during the pandemic as a way to help lighten and help people kind of get through the week. That's a cool idea. Yeah. and every week it's Bubbles something are
2: whimsical. It's- yeah, you know? it's something
1: different. In fact, yeah. uh, my fiance, Corey, will like share videos like here's the bubble moment of the day and like something whimsical and and fun and cute. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. created this really neat following. And every Wednesday has a different topic. So I said, um, hey, Dr. Robin, why don't we do some of the most popular topics, the ones that people have really liked? So the one that we chose for today um, is on relationships, because we were talking about before the show, we were talking about how you know, a lot of people are working from home now. And like, you have to face relationships, like there's no like going to the office and like, no, like, Get partners, a lot of together parents together time. with their children. Yeah. There's a lot of together time. Yeah. So we're going to build on the topic of the five love languages and talk about relationships. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say.
2: How mm-hmm. com- did, we, did you bring bubbles?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't see me, so it's, you can't really hear bubbles. <laughs> That's true. I'm oh, sure. yes, you can. <laughs> going they you... pop
2: by the microphones. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
3: Mike is so disappointed. There's no we bubbles. We might have to add that
1: mm. in after. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I publish the show on the Facebook page, I'll do a short little video of the bubbles there how's you that go. okay okay <laughs> see it's just happiness total happiness okay let's get started what's the first thing we're going to talk about here all
3: right so if we're going to focus on how to empower our relationships because it's been easy before the pandemic that kids went to school we went to work and everybody had their own direction and their own time away from each other and then you collaborated back at the house mm-hmm. and the time you had together Sometimes it was really hectic, right It may necessarily not have been quality. Mm-hmm. And we've all been just living that way for a very long time. You know we lost that whole having dinner together, mm-hmm. unwinding, reading books before bed, that we didn't, we didn't get that. So a lot of us, um, baby boomers who grew up with parents who there was a strict schedule, you had dinner at yes. five o'clock, and everyone sat at the table and, and we discussed our day. true. And everyone, you know, got to share how they got through their day. And that was normal. And that all got lost because kids had sports. Mm-hmm. We, worked, yep. we worked later hours than the normal 5 o'clock, right? We're all plugged in all the time to our phones. So we've lost that um, intimate quality kind of relationship amongst each other. So I thought... We could all collaborate today and discuss how to improve our relationships. So um, the first one is called quality time, which means certain people respond very well to having quality time with you. And so what does that mean? That means that you're stopping, you're not doing all the gazillion things that you would normally do, and you're having a present moment with them. So sometimes you can just say, "Hey, let's just sit here and talk, right?" Mm-hmm. You know, which means you got to put your phone down. Yeah, <laughs> can't There's look so at your many f- distractions. Yeah, down. can't look at your phone. You know, if you you got your kids at home, so you know you got to let the kids know, "Hey, I need a break. I've got some social time going on." Um, you can consider, "Hey, let's go for a walk."
1: That's a good one.
3: Walking is good because it's it allows to have you are having movement. Yep. And movement always helps shift the energy as you're speaking. So it really helps you both kind of move through. Because when you're talking, you're, you're sharing your lives. Yes.
2: Plus, you're in a different environment, too, which is good. You're out of the house. You, you know, there's That's no true. television. There's, and you know. it's, so it makes
3: it neutral. Yeah, right. And we all need time to talk because we're all in this place that it's so new, so different, so much change that we we got to work through it it's like we have to catch up to the process of what we're going through so if you can have someone who does enjoy quality time and you can trust them it's really nice to collaborate and move through what you're discussing mm-hmm. you can some people you can just kind of do a weekend getaway go somewhere together you know that you know especially you know Jenny and I my sister you know she yeah. and I've loved that collaboration of going going away being together I'm um, running errands with someone, just being in the car together.
1: Oh, going for drives. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice
3: drives would be really great. Um, hobbies like what what things would you like to do together that's enjoyable? You know, whether it's baking, making a dinner,
2: Playing some music.
3: Playing some music, playing a board game. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You know, is there any arts and crafts that you share together that you enjoy? Cooking. Our parents are big card players. Are they? Lots of cards. Yeah. So it's it's the willingness to know that the person who wants to be with you needs that quality time. And it needs it, needs it with you without the distraction. So pay attention to those people because, you know, with kids, a kid will... If you're on the phone, what will they do? Disrupt you. Yeah, they'll be a They'll be a monster to you. Hmm. So you have to pay attention to those people who they need you one-on-one, and that's how they're they get that time with you, that love with you.
1: And sometimes it doesn't take a long period of time. No, it it's doesn't. just giving someone your full undivided attention.
3: Um, watching a movie, cuddling. Um, You could do a ask each other 20 questions to get to know each other well, just to have a fun, you know, it's like a trivia amongst each other, Mm -hmm. Um, exercise together. So now that I've brought this up for you, just start to pay attention and you'll know that people who need quality time, they're like, get off your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, mom, get off your phone. That's that's a, a clue that I need you right now. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to me. And young kids are the best because they'll be, they'll do obvious things to you. Right. right. So it's, and sometimes as you said, Dr. Jenny of coining out that time that, okay, I'm available from this time to this time for you. And then you put everything away and you're focused on them. So whether it's a phone call, board game, exercising together, baking, cooking, you will allow yourself because the the reason we're doing this is because that person really matters. And we want them in our lives. And if we want to have a great relationship with us, especially right now, we have to be willing to do that.
1: And I think you have to be willing to call someone out. If they're saying they're going to, going to give you their attention and their time, but they're distracted. Um, you've done that to me on the phone, you'll be like, what are you doing right now? Stop doing it and just talk to me.
2: Sometimes you <laughs> don't like, I was it, just though.
1: surfing Instagram. Like, <laughs> right. I don't, right. like I was just like, yeah, but no, but it's, it's, it's true. Like mm-hmm. most of us, we think we're multitaskers, but we're really not.
3: No, and people can feel it when you yes. are not paying attention to them. Totally. You can't trick people. It doesn't feel good. Mm-mm. doesn't feel good. So let's move on to the next person. This person is very visual. They like gifts. They like you to give them something.
2: Is that, mm-hmm. Isn't that everybody?
1: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> do you remember we had Priscilla on the show? Uh, mm-hmm. she, she said her love language was receiving gifts. Yes. And she had nothing yeah. to do with money. Right. It just had to do with something the that... person's thinking of thinking me. Thinking
3: of me, right. yes. Right. It's that thoughtfulness um, a, making them a priority. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it can be thoughtful gifts or gestures. So small things matter in a big way to them, um, especially if you make them something. Mm-hmm. Yes. The simplicity of you taking the time to make them something and giving it to them really matters to them. Cards, mail, sending them a card yes. in the mail. Texting them matters because it feels like a gift because they receive it. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It's just that, oh, you thought of me. So what are some of the things you can do? You could buy someone flowers for no reason. Mm -hmm. The people who love gifts, that really matters. Because sometimes you buy flowers for someone, they're just like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. But you can tell it's just eh, whatever. They'll leave the flowers at the office. They don't even bring them home. Where the people they cherish those flowers?
1: I think it's important to note that it doesn't matter if you like receiving gifts. If the person you love has made it clear they like receiving gifts, it doesn't matter if you don't want to, but if you love them, you know that's something you can do to make them right. feel loved. Because yep. if you only try to love them in the way that you feel loved, maybe it's just quality time, they're not going to feel loved if they're, they're not getting love in the way that they like to receive it so it's honoring what that person needs not just the way you like to
3: give love yeah so you can say hey how what do I have to do to show you that I love you well you know why I I don't well when you do this and this and this well okay when I do this oh when I take you out on a special dinner okay Mm
1: -hmm, okay wait I mean when I did the dishes it didn't matter no (laughs) it's the dinner (laughs) Or the
3: jewelry. Yeah, buy them jewelry. And again, it typically doesn't have to be expensive, but it's a thought that you bought them something it comes in a box. They love framed photos, Mm. which is a lost art. But it's very visual, especially if it's a picture of the two of you in a nice frame. How simple is that? So, so the whole idea is that I'm thinking of you is the gesture they need. And so, oh, you know what? I was at the store, and I saw this, and I thought of you. Yes. And that simple little gift, you thought of me? Oh, thank you so much. And they'll cherish it. They'll put it on, in a place, like maybe by the sink where they're washing their dishes or in a certain room where they keep their little special things. You'll know because they'll display it.
2: Of course, it has a little more impact if it's a new Lexus or something. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> think how happy that person yeah, would Yeah, I, I, I would love you forever.
3: <laughs> you could sign them up for a class that you do together.
2: Be, that's fun, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That's a good gift if you love quality time together. It's like It's a win-win score. for mm-hmm. both.
3: It's a win-win for both. So that's receiving gifts. So it seems like the per- person's materialistic. They're... It's not. They just want you to know that they want to know that you're thinking of them and you're giving them some kind of gesture that you are. So they, it's more than just saying it. They need a tangible thing that they can hold to know that you are thinking of them.
1: From the research that I've done about the five love languages, that's maybe one of the lesser common ones. But typically, if that's the person, you they'll know it and they'll be able to tell you, I love gifts.
3: And they'll say, oh, just send me a card. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that card you're going to put in the mail for my birthday. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to tell you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a
1: card? I really wanted a card.
3: (laughs) So it's simple, though it it is a a step that you have to do. I,
1: I love it. Hey, you know, this is a good moment to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to learn about the third thing, the third type of person that we can do and how we can improve our relationship by showing them love.
0: You're listening to Raw Talk about Full Potential Living, for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brook, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600, that's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it.
1: We're back. I'm here with Dr. Robin Brooke, the president and founder of the Personal Responsibility Organization, and we're here talking about relationships. So what's
3: the next one, Doc? We are improving our relationship with the people who are doers. Doers are the ones who get stuff done. If they say they're going to do something, they will follow through. They're the people who you can count on no matter what, though these people are typically very busy. Mm-hmm. So to improve your relationship with a doer, your part is, how can I help? Okay. So how can I help you pick up something? Can I get something at the store for you? What can I get done for you? You want them to feel like your partners.
2: Turns you want them to... into a doer. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you want to ease their burden. Sure. So if your husband or spouse is a doer. You're is you're like their assistant. Mm-hmm. So making a checklist of okay, what needs to get done because you want to feel like you're supporting them. So it may be that okay, well, I can take care of the bills. Well, I can I'll make dinner. I can take care of laundry. Anything that you can do to participate to ease the stress from them. Making coffee in the morning. It's all about collaborating with them because they are focused. They're on it, and to make them feel less stressful helps tremendously with the doer. So think about um, what you would do, Dr. Jenny, if you knew someone who was a doer. How could you help them?
1: Well, I would say Corey's a doer. And I can come home and I can hear him still working. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's still working. He's on the phone. He's he's leading a call. He's doing yeah, something. And he's I, got energy. Oh yeah. Then I look and I see the kitchen is not clean. And I think, oh, he's been that busy. Because he's pretty good about keeping the kitchen clean. The kitchen's not clean. He's had a busy, busy, busy day. So I just go right into kitchen cleaning, making food. So then we can finally pop his head out. He's so grateful that I did some of the things he might have done had he not been busy. And I share in that responsibility. Yeah. So it's just contributing.
3: Yeah. So the action for it is you would, what you would say to a doer is, how can I help? Yes. And then you listen and you follow through. Mm-hmm. Don't procrastinate because you've just offered. So that means you need to follow through because they would follow through for you.
1: I can tell you, as a doer myself, everything you're saying sounds like a dream. When me, someone comes up to me yeah. and says, how can you're I help? You're definitely a doer. How, how can I help? I'm like, oh, yes. Even, even sometimes when I'm so busy, I feel like I don't have the time to tell, to think about what to tell someone to do. If someone comes up and says, how can I help? Maybe can I bring you dinner?
3: Perfect. Like giving a specific suggestion. So then I guess if there's doers listening, one of your lessons is to say, Hey, can you help me? Yes. And then having the person across from you saying, sure, how can I help? What can I do for you? And you're just mm-hmm. trying to ease the burden and stress from the doer who's no matter what's going to keep doing. Right. <laughs> and then you then they'll feel like they've got a partner in crime. So this is called acts of kindness. Yeah. right? Yeah. So they help. Oh, it's the doer. Yeah. Who gets a lot done. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Awesome. This is the person who loves physical touch. So this one seems pretty obvious. Though very important, so when someone needs physical touch, they want to sit right next to you. They want to kiss. They want to hug. They need sex. They need physical attention. And so you're not going to hug them and be like pat 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 and like back away like oh you want to deep hug yeah that teddy bear hug and you're just holding on and and, in that just moment in time melts that physical touch, then the physical touch person is going to be bright-eyed, happy, and is all content. So it's got to be careful because you think about the person who is more visual and likes gifts, they're not touchers. So you really, if you need physical touch, you've got to voice that.
2: You're a hugger, Jenny. I am. Yeah, I'm a hugger too.
3: Yeah, I mean, chiropractic
2: is yeah. obviously
1: a
3: great profession
1: because sure. I do you like touch people I, all day long. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: So it could be stroking their hair, you know, making sure the furniture you have in the house creates a space for affection and to be touching. So if you, you know, if you don't have a nice, comfortable couch that you can be together on it and it's comfortable, that's going to affect things. Sure.
2: My wife has problems stro- stroking my hair. i you <laughs> the truth.
1: we established that. God. Can I just say, for someone who physical touch is important, it doesn't have to be um, a lot. So, for example, if I'm on the couch and he just moves his foot just enough that it's touching my foot. I feel completely different in a good way. You
2: connected. Yeah. Or his
1: hand just is right on the edge of my leg, for example. Like it it just, it's it's like, it even can be slight, just a little bit of connection. It makes a huge difference.
3: Yeah. Like sometimes even like, you know, in bed, some of us have king beds. So it's like, ah, where are you in the bed? But the physical touch person, all of a sudden their leg will just go enough over where they're
2: just Just touching. touching a tiny bit. And that
1: works. And it works. It's all you need.
2: Sometimes it works. My wife's feet are so damn cold. Sometimes <laughs> it's called socks. Okay. <laughs>
3: Even if you walk by a person and just stop and just touch their shoulder, yes, brush by them lightly. You know, it's sweet, mm-hmm. and the physical touch person just glows. They cherish it. Mm, they do. So it's true. It doesn't have to be a lot. So, of course, a physical touch person is going to love massages. Right. Right? Right. So you doing a shoulder massage or a hand massage, low back, you are five-star winner.
1: Or, or what do I buy them for their birthday? A massage, massage. gift certificate. Yes.
3: Uh, so holding hands, kissing, showing physical affection, intimacy, simple, simple, simple. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, And then you're golden with that family member at home. So I want you all to pause and think, well, who in my family is probably that type who needs to be touched?
1: And I can tell you the need is strongest when, um, for me at least, if I haven't been in the person's presence. So, for example, coming home at the end of the day, the greeting or maybe first thing in the morning, like how we greet the person. So if I'm greeted with some type of physical touch, then I'm good for a while. Like I'm good. Like I don't need it all the time. I I just need, especially in when there's been an absence to be greeted with, with some type of touch. It makes a big difference.
3: Right. So nonverbal communication is the key where when you're saying, I love you, you're giving them a hug. That's how you say, I love you. So it's tricky when we're texting or calling, you're not being that physicalness. And right now, you know, sometimes we got different phases in our lives where we're not able to do that. So I'm giving you a hug right now. Can you feel
1: it? Oh, <laughs> it works I, I, because I, it makes yeah. you feel it. It does work with a little hug emoji, with little yes. hands there you out. Go. Yeah, that so works. So
3: remember that with the people in your lives who may not be right there. Yes. Just saying it, they're like, oh. Mhm. Hmm. So let's move on. And now, this is a pretty pretty important one. It's called words of affirmation. It's exactly what you say to a person that matters. So, it's important to pause before you speak because they're going to analyze everything you say.
2: This is one I have to pay attention to.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for them, the encouragement, the affirmation, the pr- appreciation, the emphasizing and listening actively is critical. So sending them an unexpected note is nice. Something positive, happy, really works. So thank goodness texting works for these people. Yes. So that's way easier. Genuine, genuinely being encouraging is all they need you're doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. They'll hear that. You'll get them a thousand times more. They'll just keep moving. They'll do, what, they'll do everything. And so sometimes when you have, so family members or coworkers, if you know this about them, they'll do whatever you need, need done. Just being really verbally sweet and kind to them. So negativity does not work for them and undue criticism does not work for them. So if someone's doing something that isn't really how you want it done, then you need to pause and take a moment of how can I say it in a positive way to get them back on track.
1: Does the Oreo cookie method work? (laughs) Oh, especially the new Lady Gaga
3: ones. (laughs) What? What? What?
2: What? You guys Lady,
3: Ga, Gaga make cookies? There's something Lady,
2: about pop culture, I don't know.
3: <laughs> Lady Gaga Oreo cookies. They look like a unicorn. <laughs> Get out
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
3: go to your local I'm cast going Is, it like, to is show. it like
1: rainbow frosting on the inside? Yep. <laughs> That's
3: hilarious. Oh yeah, they're I think they're white and pink. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so some of the language you can do with them is well done. I'm here for you. Thank you for looking after me. I'm sorry. I know how things have been lately. I love you, need you, and want you. You mean the world to me. I don't know what I would have done without you. I feel blessed to have you by my side. You're doing great. I believe in you and I'll never give up on you. You are my best friend. So the people that words matter, you may think these things. It's important to say them to
1: I them. I should be writing them down. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading. That be my script.
1: I read once that an important phrase to say to your children is... No matter what you do, you could do something terrible. It won't stop me from loving you. And I've said that to my kids several times. I think it
2: matters. Your kids would never do anything terrible. Never.
3: Nothing. (laughs) Never. What we need to remember with our children, which is so important, is that they will never stop loving you. No matter what you say, they're just going to criticize themselves. So they're going to think they did something wrong, which really affects their self-worth. So be very careful the language you use with your children.
1: I also think children are resilient. So if you've been disappointed in yourself with what you've said, you can always go back and start talking the way that you want to talk to your kids. Always.
3: (laughs) So use this time that we've shared with you, pausing and thinking about your family, your coworkers, and your friends, and how can you improve your relationship with them So you can have a better quality life and when you are with them, you know exactly what they need. I think with kids
1: too, you can ask them very clearly, you know, out of all the ways that you feel loved, what what makes you feel the most loved when I tell you, when I give you a hug, when
3: I do something for you, kids know right away, they know who they are. And that's an empowering moment when you can teach a kid to share what they need. To be loved. How simple. Because no one would say that to a child. Nobody knows. Because you're going to automatically give the kid what you need. I remember I was in my daughter's room and she was like six.
1: And I had just read the book, The Love Languages for Children. And I was trying to get her to tell me which one. So I'm explaining it and she's not saying a word. I'm explaining it and she said, "I think words of affirmation." I said, "So when I say I love you." She said, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." So I get up and I go across the hall into my son's room and before I can open my mouth, he's like, "Mom, obviously a max of, con- of service." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs>
2: But Never. it's
3: good it's good to remember. It's good to remember. We just forget. You know, we get lost in our lives and we forget. So it's take a moment and put Robin. Some
1: time. What's your which one are you?
3: Hmm. I'm definitely physical touch.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And probably acts of service, a doer. Mm-hmm. So I need people to just say, Hey, how can I help you? And it's tricky because us doers, we forget to ask for help. Right. So if someone knows that's all you've got to say to us, how can I help you? Oh, really? Oh, really? Are you sure you want to help? Because <laughs> we, we we almost like, we're like, what? You actually want to help me? Oh, thank you so much. I like the phrase, I'm here to help.
2: <laughs>
1: right? Because sometimes people say, how can I help? But then yeah. you're like, they're yeah. just looking for now. They want you to say, no, 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 I'm all set. Yeah. But if you say, I'm right. here to help. Like, I have shown up and I'm planning to help. Tell me what I can do. Yeah, it's so true.
3: And then My- it, takes, it takes all of these different acts to make this world work.
1: Well, I imagine we're all everything,
2: right? Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of everything in people, you know?
1: But there's just certain things that really make you feel loved on a deep level. Mike, which one are you?
2: Hmm, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Words of affirmation?
2: Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So have a discussion. From an outside
2: opinion. It's hard to like judge yourself, I think. (laughs) You know, I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But if you had an instinct, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for my husband, if he just gave me a hug, that's all that would matter, really. Yeah. I and mean, he's a doer. So if I know, if I'm just, if I can say to him, here, I'm, ha- I'm here to help you, what do you need done?
2: See, my wife's a doer, too. So, you know, if, if I help her, that's all. I mean, she's in heaven, right. you know? <laughs> right. So.
1: Can you tell our listeners, Robin, how they can learn more about the personal responsibility organization and the, works that you, the workshops that you do?
3: Sure. We do a lot of online classes for kids, teens, and adults. And you can go to our website called org.
1: Well, what a fun thing to talk about tonight yeah. over the dinner table while people are relaxing and having time with each other. It's true. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, that I was love, awesome. I love time with you. Mm, I'm always. Gonna, I'm going to finish the show and give you a big hug, okay? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Be well, everybody.
0: You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the Southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600, that's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living. For the health of it.